section seventeen of the children this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox dot org the children by alice maynell fair and brown george eliot in one of her novels has a good-natured mother who confesses that when she administers justice she is obliged to spare the offenders who have fair hair because they look so much more innocent than the rest and if this is the state of maternal feelings where all are more or less fair what must be the miscarriage of justice in countries where a blond angel makes his infrequent visit within the family circle in england he is the rule and supreme as a matter of course he is english and best as is the early asparagus and the young potato according to the happy conviction of the shops to say child in england is to say fair-haired child even as in tuscany to say young man is to say tenor i have a little party to-night eight or ten tenors from neighbouring palazzi to meet my english friends but france is a greater enthusiast than our now country the fairness and the golden hair are here so much a matter of orthodoxy that they are not always mentioned they are frequently taken for granted not so in france the french go out of their way to make the exceptional fairness of their children the rule of their literature no french child dare show his face in a book prose or poetry without blue eyes and fair hair it is a thing about which the french child of real life can hardly escape a certain sensitiveness what he may ask is the use of being a dark-haired child of fact when all the emotion all the innocence all the romance are absorbed by the flaxen-haired child of fiction how deplorable that our mothers the french infants may say should have their unattained ideals in the nurseries of the imagination how dismal that they should be perpetually disillusioned in the nurseries of fact is there then no sentiment for us they may ask will not convention which has been forced to restore the advantage to truth on so many other points be compelled to yield on this point also and reconcile our aunts to the family colouring all the schools of literature are in a tale the classic masters needless to say do not stoop to the colouring of boys and girls but as soon as the romantiques arise the cradle is there and no soft hair ever in it that is not of some tone of gold no eyes that are not blue and no cheek that is not white and pink as milk and roses victor hugo who discovered the child of modern poetry never omits the touch of description the word blonde is as inevitable as any epithet marshalled to attend its noun in a last-century poet's dictionary one would not have it away one can hear the caress with which the master pronounces it making his mouth as swift did for his little language nor does the customary adjective fail in later literature it was dear to the realist and it is dear to the symbolist the only difference is that in the french of the symbolist it precedes the noun and yet it is time that the sweetness of the dark child should have its day 
he is really no less childlike than the other there is a pretty antithesis between the strong effect of his colouring and the softness of his years and of his months the blond human being man woman or child has the beauty of harmony the hair plays off from the tones of the flesh only a few degrees brighter or a few degrees darker contrast of colour there is in the blue of the eyes and in the red of cheek and lip but there is no contrast of tone the whole effect is that of much various colour and of equal tone in the dark face there is hardly any colour and an almost complete opposition of tone the complete opposition of course would be black and white and a beautiful dark child comes near to this but for the lovely modifications the warmth of his white and of his black alike so that the one tone as well as the other is softened towards brown it is the beauty of contrast with a suggestion of harmony as it were a beginning of harmony which is infinitely lovely nor is the dark child lacking in variety his radiant eyes range from a brown so bright that it looks golden in the light to a brown so dark that it barely defines the pupil so is his hair various answering the sun with unsuspected touches not of gold but of bronze and his cheek is not invariably pale a dusky rose sometimes lurks there with such an effect of vitality as you will hardly get from the shallower pink of the flaxen-haired and the suggestion is that of late summer the colour of wheat almost ready for the harvest and darker redder flowers poppies and others than come in spring the dark eyes besides are generally brighter they shelter a more liquid light than the blue or grey southern eyes have generally most beautiful whites and as to the charm of the childish figure there is usually an infantine slenderness in the little southerner that is at least as young and sweet as the round form of the blonde child and yet the painters of italy would have none of it they rejected the dusky brilliant pale little italians all about them they would have none but flaxen-haired children and they would have nothing that was slim nothing that was thin nothing that was shadowy they rejoiced in much fair flesh and in all possible freshness so it was in fair flanders as well as in dark italy but so it was not in spain the pyrenees seemed to interrupt the tradition and as murillo saw the charm of dark heads and the innocence of dark eyes so did one english painter reynolds painted young dark hair as tenderly as the youngest gold End of section seventeen